uh, uh, Jess, uh, don't listen to this, okay? Uh, uh, no editing, just hit upload, please. Uh, I need you to have plausible deniability on this one. Uh, and if anyone asks you if you did upload it, um, just say it was me. Um, I, in fact, I might get you to show me how to press the button for this one so your copybook remains unblotted. Um, oh, actually, I will need you to, to chop this top bit off, I suppose. Uh, damn, right. Um, don't worry. Uh, we'll we'll do that, but we'll, we'll get your mother to construct you a decent alibi. Um, okay, here goes. <clears throat> Warning. Warning. This is a pirate broadcast of the St. Elwick's Neighbourhood Association newsletter podcast. Please be advised, this is an illegal transmission, and while I feel the content needs to be in the public domain and that you should be listening morally, legally speaking, by listening, you place yourselves at risk of prosecution. Um, specific legal penalties and tariffs can be found... Um, on Google um, or Yahoo, presumably. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, Malcolm Durridge, long-standing editor-in-chief of the newsletter, have been suspended. Uh, I'm not supposed to be transmitting on this podcast channel at all, uh, but the reasons for my suspension have been mangled in the rumour mill, uh, plus the management of the newsletter podcast has completely fallen to pieces following my suspension, so... Here I am to tell my side of the story, uh, a.k.a. the actual story. Um, it, uh, it pains me greatly to have to resort to a, an act of broadcast piracy. Uh, I couldn't even remember in primary school I was the only child in my class who refused to listen to Radio Jackie for ethical reasons. Um, to be honest, I doubt most of the other kids ever actually listened themselves, just claimed to for street cred. Street cred's all well and good, but as I tell Paul, uh, there's no section for it on a UCAS application form. Um, I digress. Um, so, the 5th of November, uh, a date scored into history with plotting and sedition. Well, it was no different here in St Elwick's in 2021, as at the Neighbourhood Association Committee meeting, Committee Secretary Gary Van Sned waltzed in, grinning like the Cheshire Cat, and handed a sizeable cheque to Committee Treasurer Judy Bryant. Decorum prevents me from disclosing the precise sum, but put it this way. We're talking four figures, just. Uh, the cheque uh, was to be used to hire a marquee for the Christmas fair, so that uh, stallholders without their own portable gazebos wouldn't risk their wares in the predicted wet weather. Um, it, it was also felt the marquee would draw out punters who might otherwise be reluctant to attend in the event of rain. Uh, now, I know a marquee has been campaigned for in some circles for these reasons for many years, and I stand by my feeling that a, a bit of rain never hurt anybody, and certainly never hurt a jar of pickle if properly sealed. Um, my view is that it's up to the stallholders to provide rain cover if they wish, not the committee. Uh, this fell on deaf ears as the rest of the committee whooped as if a royal jubilee had come early, and the whooping only got worse when Gary declared any remaining funds from the cheque could be used towards replacing the bunting, which, again, certain circles have been harping on about for some time. Then came the sting in the tail, uh, although it seemed I was the only one to feel it. The cheque was from the Rotary Club, signed by none other than Bridget Yap 
herself. And it came with a quid pro quo. If we accepted the cheque, the Christmas fair would be officially sponsored by the Rotary Club, and they would put up banners to announce the fact. Um, Gary also had with him a copy of a, a printed Christmas fair flyer made by the Rotary Club, uh, needlessly and flauntingly printed in colour, uh, which he understood they planned to distribute the following day. Uh, well, at uh, this, I, I put my foot down. I said, one, the sponsorship deal, uh, in heavy inverted commas, uh, was, was clearly a beachhead from which the Rotary Club intended to launch a total takeover of the Christmas fair. You know, why, why anyone else couldn't see that it, it was, was baffling to me. Um, and, and as the Christmas Fair is the jewel in the Neighbourhood Committee's public events crown, I had to declare my absolute objection uh, to accepting a, a penny of it. Uh, two, I pointed out that I, I was only a couple of days off doing the Christmas Fair flyer on the podcast anyway, so a, a Rotary Club physical flyer would be unnecessary and potentially confusing. Well, uh, that shut him up, uh, not least because I was, by now, uh, standing on a chair uh, trouble was we were at Phil Molnar's place for the meeting and, and Phil both over-varnishes everything and doesn't let you wear shoes indoors. Uh, so I, I slipped on the dismount uh, from the chair and, and went arse over elbow into his rubber plant. Um, that undermined me somewhat and uh, Gary seized upon my little fall from grace and suggested an immediate vote on whether or not we accept the cheque. Uh, I'd say the fact they all voted aye before I'd even managed to replace the soil in the rubber plant's pot speaks volumes. Um, no debate, just a unanimous yes please uh, to the Rotary Club's bait. And what it speaks volumes to is conspiracy. I think Gary got everyone on side before the meeting, which you're not supposed to do, and I said as much. Well, he, he did not like that one bit and started making some very snarky remarks about the newsletter, and I said, I'd like to see you try and put a newsletter together. And he said, a child of ten could do it better than I could. And I said, oh, is that the same child of ten you presumably get to write up the, the meeting minutes for you, given the spelling errors, the complete absence of apostrophes, and the utterly bizarre use of the semicolon? Well, he just flipped. I've never seen anything like it. Before I knew it, he'd pulled Phil's juggling clubs out of their wall mountings and started throwing them at me. And Phil Moller can juggle with four clubs. As in I'm saying he's got four clubs, not three, four. All of which were thrown at me. One hit me on the left knee. Another grazed my right ear. Could have been nasty, that one. The rubber plant got its second battering of the night from the third club and the fourth smashed a framed photograph of Phil's paternal grandfather. And he'd survived the Normandy beaches on D-Day. Phil's in tears at this point. Judy Bryant stormed out in disgust. Anyone who knows Judy knows her two pet hates are, are juggling in the sight of a man crying. Perfect storm. Sally Shilton's trying to calm Gary down with a four-fingered Kit Kat, but she's on a fool's errand. What none of them realise is that Judy's left the Rotary Club check behind, and I have to admit, in a fit of pique, I ate it. It was a futile act. I realise, of course, that the Rotary Club would simply have drawn a new one the following day, Unfortunately, it was also the one misdeed of the evening that resulted in any sanctions. I was summarily suspended from the committee in a vote taken on the spot. Judy confirmed her vote by text. Gary's record remains unblemished as it was felt I had provoked him. As a result of being suspended from the committee, I was of course automatically suspended from my position as 
editor-in-chief. I have learnt since that Gary has taken over temporary stewardship of the newsletter. He's openly stated in the past that the newsletter ought to be quarterly. So given that and his inherent indolence, it's no surprise there was no newsletter in November and no surprise he didn't publish a Christmas fair flyer. And I wouldn't hold your breath for a December or a, a January edition either, frankly. So... There is to be an official inquiry into my suspension in the new year. I intend to restore my reputation and get fully reinstated. That won't be easy, given the inquiry is being conducted by the same people who have suspended me, but there we are. I am mounting a petition and would be grateful for your signatures. Um, It's pinned to my front door currently. So far only Cathy and Jess have signed, but I think that's because the pen on a string I've put with it keeps getting pinched. So... Uh, we find ourselves in quite the palaver. Um, This pirate broadcast represents my first act of civil disobedience since I was a student in Bristol. Um, They threatened to close down the ice rink, uh, so I I chained myself to a a block of ice outside the foyer. Um, But by the time the police arrived, I was just sitting in a puddle, and he simply asked me to go home, which I did, uh, with my head held high. Um... So, uh, that's it. Obviously, I'm not doing parish notices or any of the rest of it here, um, although I think it is worth slipping under the radar that Leslie Penge on Folly Mill Avenue noticed the trellis on her back garden wall was loose when she woke up this morning, and she suspects that was the result of an an aborted burglary, Um, so do watch out for that. Um, Could have just been a fat cat, of course, um, or a migrating goose taking a breather. Um, oh, and, and also, although I, I, I'm, I'm not doing parish notices um, proper, um, but just to say uh, that Susan Pellington has been released from Selwyn Greengrocer's delivery blacklist after sending them a, a formal letter of apology. I'm sure you've heard that um, six days into her COVID self-isolation last month, she was so relieved uh, to receive a, a box of fresh fruit and veg at her front door that she reflexly flashed the delivery boy from her living room window. Um he was in such a hurry to to go after that, he, he crashed his moped into a cherry blossom tree and spilled his bananas. Uh, Susan's paid for those, of course. OK, um, nothing else needs urgently disseminating, I'd say. Uh, here ends the message, so to speak. Um, sorry to have incriminated you all. Um, please do stay subscribed to the podcast channel while I thrash this out, and hopefully the newsletter will rise again sometime in, in, the, in the coming months. Unless, of course, uh, you're listening from outside the parish limits of St Elwick's, in which case please unsubscribe and delete immediately. Um, just because this is a pirate podcast doesn't mean we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater rule-wise. OK, um, this is Malcolm Durridge, uh, temporarily handing in his proverbial badge and gun Uh, but they're not taking this away from me they're just bloody not